In the early 20th century, our world teetered on the brink of an unimaginable doom from beyond time, space, and reality. But who guarded mankind against the forces of infinite darkness? Which brave, unsung, and, for the most part, competent heroes held that thin, weird line between humanity's fragile dominion and sanity-quashing chaos? The answer may quite possibly be found among the papers of two men, one of mysticism, the other of science. These are the adventures of Quiet and Bold, Consultants Paraordinary. Case file number one, The Scorned House. My name is Hetty Humble. The years I spent in the employ of the self-described brilliant physician Dr. Silence Quiet and his mysterious, mystical and yes American associate Randolph Bold were the most eventful, remarkable and above all terrifying of my long life. Though I was to them but a housekeeper as well as occasional nurse, business manager, bodyguard and exorcist, I was privileged to enjoy the honour of joining them on their countless fantastic cases. Oh, 53, but countless sounds better. Now six months since the two went missing after swanning off to Antarctica, and I'll bet balm cakes to brisket they only had one thermos between them, the blooming idiots. I feel it right to begin recounting the adventures we shared. Dr. Quiet and myself first encountered the lively Mr. Bold on the fateful day of our arrival in Massachusetts in the spring of 1924. Arkham! Oh, for Pete's sake, come along, Mrs. Humble. You know I detest lateness, particularly my own. Oh, very witty, I'm sure, sir. But you'll find slows as fast as quick, as my old mum used to say. Then, with the greatest respect, the woman was deranged. At least let the porters carry a suitcase or two, or I suppose I could take the smaller of my telescopes. Over my dead cart horse, I won't have an employer of mine exerting himself in a public place, and those grubby porters will only leave thumb smudges on your brasswork. Besides, I'm balanced now. If I set down so much as a test tube, I'll topple like a maypole on wash day. On your lumbar region, be it. Right, where's the chap who summoned us to this squalid little continent? Hello there, sir. No, thank you. I'm sorry? Not now, thank you. I've no desire to purchase a flower for the lady, the lady in question being my housekeeper, nor do I wish to donate to orphaned war horses or help give babies the vote. We are awaiting the arrival of a professional. But, sir, I'm... Blighter should have been here nearly two minutes ago, and I detest lateness, particularly that of others. Dr. Quiet, I believe I am the professional you're awaiting, and I'm never late. You're the estate agent? I'm the realtor, yes. Hmm. Female? That's right. Good God. But, Doctor, we've been corresponding for weeks. Yes, indeed. Uh, my apologies. The neutral name confused me. Miss Violet Ward? Yes. Naturally, I'd assumed Ms. was short for... Mr. And Violet? <laughs> my good woman, I do not, nor have I ever claimed to know what might pass for a man's name in your so-called country. Take no offence, Ms. Ward. He's just grumpy because on a five-day voyage he never once beat me at shuffleboard. So, this picturesque, sun-drenched little burg is legendarily nightmare-shadowed Arkham? Yes, sir. Pride of New England. 
Mm, New England. Don't see what was wrong with the old one. You can't find work there? Please, Mrs... Just not in front of the... If I may say, Doctor, my client is truly thrilled to have the services of Britain's foremost specialist in the supernatural. Oh, well, I much prefer to work alone, but who've you got? Lowe? Oh, not Karnaki. Sir? You meant me. <laughs> of course, uh, that was just a bit of uh, self-deprecating humour. Let us proceed post-haste to the site of the disturbance. We've squandered enough time here already. Well, Doctor, it's been haunted for 150 years. If you'd like to check into your hotel first... Oh, that'll be nice. No, I shall procure his horse and carriage. But we have a car. He knows it's the 20th century, right? Oh, yes. He just doesn't like it. Benefit Street, please, Cabby. Uh, could I perhaps get you to sign here, miss? Oh, certainly. I must say, Doctor, you don't believe in travelling light. Only a fool would commence an investigation without a single one of these scientific apparati, each more essential than the last. Oh, there's a cat in here. What's it called? Oh, we don't name them anymore, dear. Not since the Vezin incident. Ugh, how many did we get through? I stopped counting. Anyway... Tell me all you can about this shunned house, paying particular attention to the exact nature and causes of said shunning. Well, it's... Just another wee signature here, too, if you don't mind. Of course. The building's always had a strange effect on anyone who tries to live there. Anemia and death, yes. It was built on the graveyard of a sinister French family. The infamous Roulets. And five years ago, a man went missing from the cellar. Elihu Whipple. Good Lord, Doctor. Mind reading? Your faculties truly are supernatural. <laughs> oh, my dear young lady, I see you're as ignorant as you are punctual. I assure you no wizardry was required. I merely had the police reports of Whipple's disappearance wired to me in London, and naturally memorised the Roulet family tree on the train. But why send for me now? Since Whipple vanished, a family had been living there without incident. But now, well, they're gone too. My client... Then sign here... My client then purchased the property and sent in investigators of their own. But one of them says, well, it's ridiculous, really. I must urge you, Ms. Ward, spare no detail. The merest scrap of information, tiny particulars which may seem irrelevant, even trivial to a clueless, baffled layperson such as yourself, can prove to the rigorously scientific mind to be of the most profound significance. He says his partner was melted by a giant yellow light monster. You see, already, my expertise tells me... Significant. And finally, just pop your name there, and there, all done, miss. Thank you. Uh, what was I signing? Oh, how would I know, love? I'm just the housekeeper. We arrived at an ordinary but ugly-looking house. Yellow as a bricklayer's boil it was. And it turned out twice as nasty. It may not seem much, but the hideous history of this place is truly inexplicable. Fret not, Chuck. Inexplicables chops and mash to our doctor. Indeed. I've seen maybe two inexplicable things in my entire career. Oh yes, the ghost pig and that gravy boat thing. That's them. I've been hired to tackle possessions, poltergeists, witches and werewolves. And 99 times in a 100 it's syphilis, gas leaks or a rottweiler wrapped in tinsel to scare the neighbours. But if you'll pardon me saying, Doctor... You don't know Arkham. Never fear, madam. The knowledge of all things is possible. Michelangelo. Da Vinci, I'm afraid, chief. Nice quote, though. And you are... Bold. 
I'll say. How did you get in here? Randolph Dexter bold, and yes, your front door may have been locked, but the basement window wasn't, so you were the one who was sending mixed messages on the whole enter-don't-enter issue, and I was itching to get started. Started? Been down there, smoking my special pipe all night, and let me tell you, ain't kidding about the nightmares you have in this place. Woo-wee. Good job I brought a spare pair of long johns. But we are- Three pairs, in fact. But we already have a specialist. Good, because you've got some mighty impressive dimensional interflow on your hands, and your fungal projection activity is beautiful. Although, obviously, it may kill us all. Now, uh, see here, I understood I'd be working alone. And you will, Doctor, once I've ejected this scruffy lunatic. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I've been psychically poking this bad boy since yesterday, and he's just about ready to pop me in the kisser. I could do with a spare pair of hands, in fact. You! I? Yep, you'll do. I am nobody's you. I, sir, am Dr. Silence H. Quiet, analyst, scientist, and internationally respected, if I may say, which I believe I may, consultant in instances of the crypto-fantastical, apparently preternatural, and seemingly super-mundane. Ho, ho, ho! Somebody's been hitting his thesaurus. I beg your pardon. No worries, Prof. I've never heard of you either, but I'm an amateur ghost hunter, too. Amateur what what? Yep, this paranormal Pompeii's gonna blow. Wanna see? <sighs> Very well. Mrs. Humble, you'll remain here. Oh, bless your heart, sir, I won't. You'll need me to hand you your bits and bobs. Please remember, we must be careful down there. Lord knows what those nasty roulets stashed away in their graveyard. Never build on burial grounds. Just don't call me Prof. After you, Doc. We descended the stairs into the queerest cellar I've seen since my Uncle Enoch tried to teach himself taxidermy. Squiggles and numbers covered the walls, an eerie light flickered, the colour of last month's mustard, and weird mushroom things grew, knee-high to a pit pony, from a big hole in the floor. A floor I couldn't help but notice had been very poorly swept, if at all. Look at muck in here. Ugh, smells like something's died. Oh, several hundred things have. Now, if you would be so kind, folks, step into the red circle and keep your arms inside the pentagram. So, this gobbledygook graffitoed everywhere. I take it some drunken children broke in last All Hallows' Eve. (laughs) Oh, no, I did those. Yes, I know it. Uh, Simple enough containment runes, but they should keep the gopher in the shoebox. (laughs) Magic. Magical? Mystical? It doesn't much care what you call it. Man alive, the corpse lights intensified again. Yep, one more incantation and the outer and inner circles should align. That'll force him out. Okay, page 213. (laughs) Should have used a bookmark here. Faultine, Satanish, Hogoth. Oh, I see. You intend to solve this case with the awesome power of gibberish. Mrs. Humble, the apparatus. Etherphone, the electric cruciform, and a brace of psionic transistors. Crook's tube? Oh, why not? Take heart, Ms. Ward. We'll unmask this fraud. Hey, I ain't no fraud. I got the power to fight a vampire house, and I intend to use it. Now, see here. What was your name? Randolph Bold. Friends call me Randy. Look, Bold. I've seen off a thousand hucksters like you. What's your angle? Looking for a lost will? Pirate gold? Oil reserves? Or merely trying to impress this poor young lady who I'd imagine is perfectly aesthetically agreeable if you're into that sort of thing? Thank you? Sure, a bunch of gold wouldn't hurt. And I don't deny I'll probably be asking Ms. Ward out to the movies when we're done here. It's Violet. But open your third eye, quiet. Don't you see the freaky fungus? Those crazy weeds in the garden? That ain't green fly. All easily simulated, even by a half-witted Charlotte. 
skeleton. Explain the glow in here. Phosphorus. The voices. Concealed gramophone. The mushrooms moving on their own. Fishing line man. This really is child's play. The humanoid translucent monster I watched rise from this floor last night. A lie or an hallucination brought on by a combination of hashish, misplaced enthusiasm, and the wearing of overly patterned clothing. Oh, Doctor. I take it you're not experienced. What? Well, there was a cousin of mine, but we were both very young. I don't see why it's relevant. I mean, you've never quested, been to the dreamlands. Dreamlands, bar humbug, and poo. You don't actually believe that preposterous, unconscious realm theory is true. Nope. Good. Because the very notion of astral projection... I know it is! Just as I know an ancient vampiric entity will shortly climb out of that festering pus pit right in front of us. Sorry, sir, but if that's a concealed gramophone, I'm Lillian Gish. Now, you can help add more powder to the circle around us, or stand there thinking about your mutton chops and get turned to slime. Either way, we're waking this sucker up. Is that wise, Mr. Bold? Nope. Suicidally stupid, but necessary. You can't destroy it without drawing it out first. He's the venom, and the snake bite needs a sucking. And hypothetically, mind you, how would you intend to evoke this form? Alkalize the soil? Cellular attenuation field? Or just a standard Faraday inversion? They all sound swell, Doc, but it's easy enough to get a demon's attention once you're psychically attuned. I just focus my ethereal self, toss in this lycanthrope's tooth for good measure, and say, WATOOM! Wait, Tesla's cash! That's a protoplasmic tendril. Whoa, that fired him up. Um, he's got a little more kick than I expected. Can you contain it? Uh, sure, sure. We can't stay down here. No, stay in the circle. It can't touch us. But how sure are you, Bold? It's growing. It's coming from me. I, I can't. Don't run, Violet. I'm sorry. I have to go. No, no. Okay, okay, uh, lady, you're chanting with me. Right. And Doc, get the red powder. Uh, what? The powder, throw it, throw it all. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Do you believe now? Short answer, yes. It was, um, so strong. I wasn't ready. This might be a regular Tuesday night for you two, but I've never seen anything remotely. Oh, nor have we, love. No, indeed. To tell you the truth, uh, I'm surprised we managed to banish the... Look out! You put him down, you stinky sod! My God! The thing's enveloping him! Uh, Quickly, the equipment! Quiet! It's... it's... Empirically real? Yes, I'm, I'm willing to concede that now. It's... it's... Of metaphysical origin, well, we can debate that later. It's... it's... killing me! Will Bold survive? Can the unwholesome malignity finally be vanquished? Did Mrs. Humble carry those flamethrowers in from the car for nothing? Find out in the thrilling conclusion to Quiet and Bold, The Scorned House.
Quiet and Bold was written and produced by Greg Johnson and Chris Lackey, with performances by Rachel Lackey, Greg Johnson, Chris Lackey, Heather Klinke, and Andrew Lehman. For more on the adventures of Quiet and Bold, go to quietandbold.com. Quiet and Bold.